Welcome to this time of worship for the first Sunday after Christmas. We're so glad that you're able to join us. We're glad that you have been part of our worship experience for over these last months. And we thank folk this morning for making this event possible for all of us. We remember that we've given Chris a time time off. He worked really hard last week with that, with and Christmas Eve Eve service and all of that. So today's a good day for him to rest. We thank Tamara for coming out of vacation and making sure that all is set up. And we thank Scott for his continuing work with us. We also thank Chris and the virtual choir for our music this morning or this evening, or whenever it is you watch. Uh, there are some things that I would like to share with you that, uh, for the good of the whole congregation, uh, starting next week, if you are able and wish, uh, our outdoor services will begin at 11 a.m. The following week, which is January 10th, there will be a congregational meeting and the purpose of that meeting will be to vote on the terms of call for the pastor. This coming week, if you need to contact someone in the church office, the hours will be from nine until noon, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And as usual, I wanna thank you for your continued contributions to support the work of this congregation. I personally want to thank you for, for the folk who have looked in on our um, service of remembrance. And if you haven't, just check that out. It was a, a wonderful time for all of us. And as we begin our time of worship, the Lord be with you. Our first anthem this morning is from the virtual choir, We Three Kings of Orient Are. We three kings of Orient are, bearing gifts we traverse afar, Field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. O star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to. Glorious now behold him arise, King and God and sacrifice. Alleluia, alleluia, sounds through the earth and skies. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star with Proceeding, guide us 
I invite you to join me in prayer. God of today and tomorrow, we can see your fingerprints all over this world in the beauty of a sunrise, the smile of a newborn baby, the glory of the mountains, the pattern of the tides. So we pray that we have eyes to see you in all of this wonder, courage to trust you, and voices to speak of you. Holy God, the angels sang praises to the shepherd. We now lift our own prayers of gratitude and praise. Father God, Mary sang of a better world. We too have dreams of a better world. So we offer our dreams to you, O God. Loving God, Anna and Simeon speak and what they say is received with reverence. Yet we live in a world where not all voices are heard and in fact, some are silenced. So in prayer, we lift our voices for those who are silenced. Healing God, during this time of joy and expectation, there are those who are in pain those who are suffering, those who know no joy. We offer our prayers for these, your well-loved children. Gracious God, hold our prayers in your care. Breathe grace into them, the same grace that was in Jesus, who taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We ask God to open our hearts and minds to this wonderful story. Last week, we heard that God chose a young woman, really a teenager from an out-of-the-way village, to bless this world with a gift of love 
in Jesus. This week we hear of two devout senior citizens who had the privilege to bless Jesus at the time of consecration. Like Mary, both Simeon and Anna raised their voices in praise of the gift of this, for this world, the gift this world will receive in Jesus. Like Mary, both Anna and Simeon dream of a better world. Like Mary, both Simeon and Anna see in Jesus, the one who will fulfill our hopes and our dreams. So let us listen for God speaking to us in this ancient story from the second chapter of Luke. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what this custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. The child's mother and father marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanel, of the tribe of Asher. 
It was very, she was very old. And she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. The word of the Lord for the people of God. The great storyteller, Luke, tells us a story of two devout senior citizens who somehow were, were able to recognize the extraordinary in an ordinary looking baby, who are able to see the Messiah in a humble, ordinary baby brought to the temple by his parents to fulfill Jewish tradition. Now, if we had been waiting all of our lives for the consolation, for the restoration of Israel, for God to put the world right, for the Lord's Messiah, what kind of person would we be looking for? A baby whose parents can only bring two young pigeons? Someone important, born into a recognized and respected family? Someone with obvious signs of leadership. Someone who's demonstrated strength of character and will. Someone who's powerful. Would we have had eyes to see God in the unexpected? In Luke's story, the spirit is key to interpretation. So it is fitting that Simeon was moved by the spirit, moved by the spirit that he might have eyes to see what God was doing, an open heart to the possibilities that God presents all because the Spirit was upon him, all because God's Spirit guided him, all because God's Spirit opened his eyes 
and he was able to see beyond the ordinary to God's extraordinary activity in the world. So I ask us, where have we seen the Spirit touch lives? How have acts of love and kindness revealed God's love and opened light into the darkness? How has the Spirit opened you to the wonder of the unexpected? Simeon and Anna had great faith. They had such faith that they wanted to share that faith wherever they were. They spoke of their faith often. They spoke of their faith to all who would listen. Who has been for us, Anna or Simeon? Who has been willing, even eager, to speak of their faith? to tell you, to tell us about Jesus, about God's dreams for the future. Who has opened for us the possibilities of God's presence in our world? Who has been willing to open our eyes to see God in the ordinary places, in the ordinary things of life. Who has helped you see the sacred and the, and the worthwhile in something tiny and unexpected just because God was its creator? Who has helped you see the Messiah in the face of a baby, a homeless person, a senior citizen, a person with a crippling disease, a military guard, an immigrant, someone of the opposite political party, a person of color. Who has helped you see God's very presence? Simeon and Anna were so overcome with joy for the privilege of witnessing God's blessing that they simply had to lift their voices in song. Simeon's song pointed back to Mary's challenging song the song we heard just a week ago. As Mary's song revealed what Jesus would do, how Jesus would scatter the proud and lift up the humble, Simeon's song revealed who Jesus would be, 
a light of revelation for all people. Simeon's song, like Mary's song, was not about angels and shepherds, but of departing and despairing, because Jesus came to live in our world, in our neighborhoods, not only when there is joy, but also into the bleakness and brokenness of our lives. Like the year 2020, which we are all so very ready to have behind us. So like Simeon and Anna, sometimes all we can do is sing. On that note, I invite us all to listen as the virtual choir sings for us, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Thank you, choir. I invite us to stay open to God's presence in the ordinary and to let us continue to sing our songs of God's love and grace. And now may God's love surround you Jesus' mercy encourage you, and the Spirit's presence guide you this and every day. Amen. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in grace. Christian love, love fellowship.